Hello! Welcome back to another episode Woo. of Proverbs of Parables. This should be episode 8 if we can count. My name is Nick. And I'm Michael. And this is Proverbs of Parables. It's a podcast where we talk about the goodness of God. Amen. And that's always our goal and our focus, but right now we're walking through the book of James. In today's episode, we're going to talk through James chapter 1, verses 23 through 25. It's spicy! It's very spicy. Our last episode was awesome. We loved it. And we're just going to jump right in. I Absolutely. think we're going to jump right in. I'm yeah. going to read the scripture and we're going to start chatting. If you're here, we're so glad you're here and we hope you hear some truth. Okay. Welcome. Absolutely. James chapter 1, verse 23 through 25. Lay it on us. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away at once and figure forgets, excuse me, forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer, but forgets, who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. And I just want to put a pause on this. If you guys have not listened to the episode before this, please go back and listen to this, because this is a part two of a little part three, finishing yep. out chapter one. So that's just what I want to say. Yep. Take it away with the theological principles. We're talking about being a doer. And a hearer, not a hearer only. Wait, you mean it's both? What? That was the last episode. Go listen. So this is part two. Like Michael said, we're going to continue what we were talking about in that last episode on why we need to be a doer and a hearer, not only a hearer, because we are, when we are only a hearer, we deceive ourselves. So that was verse 22 from last episode. Go listen. But now we're going to jump into this chunk, which is a lot denser than the last episode. And it's it was kind of surprising when we were walking through it I think the the usual focal point for this chunk is the mirror. Like, oh, okay, what's the mirror? Okay, the word is the mirror. What does it mean to like forget your face? And that's a very important question, but it's not the one we're answering today. Mm-hmm. We're talking about what is it like? What makes a doer and what makes a hearer? So this is this whole episode will kind of be a continuation of the application section of last episode. We're gonna really focus on how to be a doer, how to be a hearer. Because if we dove into the mirror this would be 17 parts long. Absolutely. But that's a great subject, and we'd love to talk to you about that. If you want to email us or you know whatever, we'd love to talk about the mirror. But uh, today we're not going to. We're going to talk about what makes a doer, what makes a hearer, according to these verses. So as Michael and I were talking about, okay, what is the difference between a doer and a hearer? That's mostly last episode. And then we moved on to what makes a doer and a hearer. We're confident that what... What the Lord's saying to us through this section of James is that the things that make a doer, or excuse me, the things that make a hearer are an abundance of distraction and a lack of preparation. That is what makes you a hearer. I'm going to say it again. An abundance of distraction and a lack of preparation. So last episode, we talked about what it looks like to be a hearer. And now we're going to explain, okay, how do you get there? You get there by having so many things in your way that you feel bogged down, you feel like you can't go do, so you're content to just listen. So there's also a component of laziness, right? So an abundance of distraction and a lack of preparation. We're really going to lean into the preparation aspect this episode. Um, So we'll talk, uh, basically say everything we're going to say about distraction right now. Mm -hmm. Um, When we have an abundance of distraction, that can be anything. It, say you say the only time you hear the word is when you go to church, which I pray is not the case for you. I hope you're hearing the word elsewhere from parents, from your kids, from or your that friends. That you're just reading it. That you're reading day. it, yeah. right? 
So we, we're hoping that you hear the word elsewhere, but say you go to church, theoretical scenario. You go to church and there's so many distractions. What are those? It could be heart things. You could be your ears are closed because there's something going on in your heart. There can be babies crying. It could be that person singing off key. That person singing off key is just It could be that cute girl that you brought to church. Oh, the cute girl. Oh, that's a different episode. The cute girl you brought to church. The cute boy you brought to church. Or like the notifications on your phone. Mm, just like oh, Instagram. How many likes did I get on that post? Distraction, distraction, distraction. Sheesh. So, so many. When you're distracted, you're when you hear these things, you're going to be missing pieces, which make it impossible to do it anyway. Or after you've heard it, you continue to be distracted. So you're not motivated to go and do the word because you think other things are more important. Mm-hmm. So there's also a measure of arrogance and there's pride involved, right? So there's the distractions. Now we move into, okay, so there's a bunch of distractions, but there's also a lack of preparation to do the word. Well, when does this preparation happen? This preparation happens before you've even heard the word. Amen. Which is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. How do I prepare if I haven't even heard it yet? And that's what we're going to spend most of the episode talking about. But before we get more into that, okay, that's what makes a hearer. Mm -hmm. An abundance of distraction, a lack of preparation. What makes a doer? Definitely. a, A doer. Yeah is somebody who perseveres to the point of action. Absolutely. When you're a doer, the abundance of distraction is not going to be any less than it already was, but like our preparation is going to look different. Uh, there's this famous quote out there. It's like, when you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Mm. And so it was just like, huh? What is like, what does that mean? It's like hard. It's like, you can't know the word if you don't read it. You can't have the word written on your heart if you don't take the time to memorize it. And I know we kind of talk about like just spiritual disciplines, but this is just a discipline that is a good example for life application. So like, I'm always constantly reminded of like, you know, like be equipped and just like being proactive Mm -hmm. because you don't know you're going to need this. Like if you take the time to memorize scripture, you're going to encounter a part in your life or some situation where you're going to need that scripture. And Mm -hmm. instead of rushing to your phone and trying to find it or like, oh man, I wish I had a Bible. You just be like, no, the word says this right here. And then you just fight back. Yeah. Um, so Proverbs 22, 17 through 18 says, incline your ear and hear the words of the wise and apply your heart to my knowledge for it will be pleasant. If you keep them within you, if all of them are ready on your lips, Mm. I'm just like, Oh, that is so good because that's like the not popular, like have the word written on your heart verse. But yeah. I love this one because like also if you keep the word of God within you, what else are you forcing out? You're forcing out the lies. You're mm. forcing out the depression, and anxiety. And so if you're constantly just filled with the word, you're going to have a pleasant life. Yeah. Um. So then then we get down into a parable that's in Matthew chapter 25. Um, and this is the parable of the 10 versions. Uh, do you want me to read it? Yeah. Okay. So... Here is a parable of some people that we see who plan to fail, but we'll talk about it when we get there. So this is Jesus speaking. The kingdom of heaven will be like 10 virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the wise took flasks of oils with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. But at midnight, there was a cry, here's the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, Since there will not be enough for us and for you, go rather to the dealers and buy for yourselves. Um, and while they were going to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him 
to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. And then this is verse 13. It's like, Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. Mm. Like, it just like gives me chills every time because, like, this is such a huge chunk of scripture yeah that's just like it's so real yeah um take it away like some life applications man oh man or like what i want to i want to sit on this for a second i want to sit on matthew 25 yeah, let's pop a squat so uh, that was good that was good we're, we're already sitting down so it's it's, it's, it's ironic it's because our... <laughs> nice nice anyway uh matthew 25 is a it's just a hugely powerful and convicting chapter of scripture for a lot of reasons yeah um the biggest one i you know i think it was a chunk we'll, I'll talk about it in a minute, but this parable and the parable of the talents, which is another awesome parable, comes right after this. They're talking about how, like, what we do with what God has given us. Mm-hmm. So the parable of the ten virgins, which we just read, is about how are you preparing for when Jesus is ready to call? Like, when he shows up, have you prepared? That's what that's the whole vibe there. But the parable of the talents, which we're not going to really talk about, but you really should read, it's right after this in Matthew chapter 25. It talks about God is giving you out, giving you things. The master gives his servants these things and what they do with them is how, like, according to what they do is how he judges them. He says, I don't really care how much I gave you. I care how you handled what I gave you. I I gave to one servant, one talent. I gave to another servant, two talents, another 10. I don't really care how much you gave me back. I care what you, what you did. Right? So this whole idea of spiritual preparation. Yeah is what we really want you to hear. If you hear nothing else from this episode, be prepared spiritually. Be a doer, and the only way to be a doer is to be prepared. And now, what should we be prepared for? Well, there's a lot of things, and we'll we'll talk about a few of them, but not all of them in this episode. But I just, I love the parable of the ten virgins because there, if five are foolish, five are wise, and to summarize it again, all these virgins are ready for the wedding feast, theoretically, they all have their lamps and then they all go to sleep and then they're suddenly woken up because the bridegroom's arrived and five of them, the foolish, don't have enough oil because they didn't prepare. The other five do have enough oil and something really interesting is they refuse to share with the foolish. They say, well, no, no, no. If I give to you what is mine, what I prepared, I didn't prepare for two of us. I I prepared for me. So if I give you what I have, then we're all doomed. We're all foolish. No, go and buy for yourself. I prepared. I'm going into the wedding feast with the master. And so what's so interesting about this is the foolish virgins, it's not that they didn't do. It's that it's about when they did, right? So I was talking to Michael just a few minutes ago before we started recording. It's not about whether or not they did. It's how they did and when they did. If they had prepared beforehand, they would be in the wedding feast and they wouldn't have had the door shut in their face, but they didn't. They tried to prepare when the trial came up which doesn't work. Then it's not preparation. You're having to to fly by the seat of your pants and hope it's enough. God doesn't want, I hope it's enough. God wants, I'm prepared, right? So again, it's not about when, it's not about what they did. It's about when they did it and who they're listening to. So no doubt, if we want to keep talking in the context of the parable, before this happened, somebody said to these virgins, all of them, go and make sure you have enough oil in your lamp so that, you know, whenever he shows up, we'll be ready to go. That is not the wisdom they listened to. They were like, no, no, no. 
I'm good. I know best. They 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 didn't see. This will a, be enough. This yeah. will be enough. Yeah. They didn't see why they should prepare for this because they're like, eh, it'll be all right. And then only when the problem actually presents itself do they go, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And then they're quick to to do mm-hmm. because they see the problem. God doesn't call us to respond to the problem with preparation. He calls us to be prepared. So when the problem comes, all we do is step into it with the solution, right? Mm-hmm. And they were counted as wise. Yeah. You know, I'm constantly like reminded right now that like just listening to hear like hearing you speak and stuff, um, the Proverbs, um, there's a proverb, I forget which one it is, but it's a guy, it's like a, it's like, look at the ants. They have plenty of food all winter. You know why? Because they're gathering up food all summer. Mm-hmm. And so I remember, so I had this situation in my life where I actually needed new tires and I didn't have the money for it. And so I failed to prepare for an emergency fund. And this is like very practical. And I remember my dad just texted me that proverb and I was just like, oh, called out. Yeah. Like it kind of hurt, but like the virgins were proactive. Mm-hmm. They said, oh, what are we going to need? Oh, we might need a little more. And so it's just like, all right, we'll grab the little more and everything. And it was counted to them as wisdom. Yeah. So it's just like, are you being foolish by just going with the wind? Yeah. Are you being wise by being proactive in whatever you're doing, whatever area of life you're doing? Yeah. It's also a good lesson in what wisdom is, I think, this mm-hmm. this parable. And this whole episode's becoming about this parable and not about James, but sometimes God does that. Like, this parable, it not ju- they're not just counted wise because of how they prepared, but they're also counted wise after they refuse to share their preparation, which doesn't seem very Christian, right? It doesn't seem very, very Christian to say to your neighbor, oh, I'm sorry you didn't prepare. You better go figure it out. That doesn't seem like Jesus's message, right? Mm. But Jesus is saying this isn't about a material good. It's not about the oil. It's about the preparation. It's about the spiritual preparation. He says, the, all, we know all these parables are about to describe the kingdom of heaven. He says the kingdom of heaven is like. So if we if we look at the oil, not as the oil that they bought, but the spiritual preparation they had for the return of Christ, which if you didn't know already, this is about the return of Christ. Jesus is saying, when I come back, you better be ready because you know neither the day nor the hour. So the spiritual preparation is not something that's supposed to be shared, right? Mm-hmm. When If I prepare spiritually, I can't save Michael with my preparation. Yeah. I can't, because I am saved, I can't save Michael because I'm so saved that I am abundantly you know, saved. No, I can prepare my heart and my mind to receive the Lord Jesus, but I can't prepare so much that Michael's also covered. If he comes to me and he says, I'm having this crisis, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do. I can't say, oh, you're good. I've prepared for that for my life, so I can just fix it for you. I can use my preparation to say, well, maybe you should try this. Like the virgins, the wise virgins, they say, well, okay, you should go buy some oil. That's what I did. So you should try that. You should go buy some oil. They don't say, oh, sorry. Looks like it's going to be tough luck for you. Kick rocks. It's like, here, let me just show you, like, let me just tell you what I did. Yeah. But it's not the wise virgin's fault that it's too late. So all that to say, it's a good lesson in what wisdom looks like in spiritual preparation. Wisdom is not drag your friends and family through preparation or, and it also doesn't mean try and be so righteous that everyone around you is going to be saved, you know? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the book of Daniel it ha- makes a whole point about this, that, that you should be so abundantly disciplined. Your righteousness should be so clear that people around you are positively influenced, but your salvation cannot save somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. No matter how, well, like how well you know the Lord, how close you are with God, 
your relationship cannot be someone else's relationship. They have to have an individual relationship with the Christ. Yeah. I can't give you my oil. I have to say, you know what? I went out and bought oil. You should go buy some oil too, because that's what got me here. And I hope you can do that too. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. I can't pray so hard that you basically prayed. We have to pray, you know? Yeah. So I think that's just a really, really cool, important point that Matthew's making that applies to what we're talking about here with being a doer, not a hearer. Mm -hmm. Do, prepare, get your oil and have your oil prepared. Don't just know you should have it and hear it, right? Yeah. It's crazy for me to like think about how drastically different hearers and doers look. They walk different. They talk, like doers walk different. They talk different. They act different. Hearers are just like, oh, that sounds good. Mm -hmm. And don't do anything about it. Yeah. But it's just, it's crazy because like, although this parable is about when Jesus comes back, I think it's like the people who are the doers that are like the people who get to go in. There's like the people who actually applied what Jesus taught and lived out their life. But it's always crazy to think because then I'm like so often reminded just like we cannot be doers of the word without the word. Mm -hmm. Without revelation of who Jesus is, we cannot be doers of Christ. Yeah. Like without him coming down and to for him to humble himself, he could not reveal the mystery of the gospel. And so it's just like someone might be thinking, well, there's no hope for me. Like it's so hard to put all this stuff to action. But it's just like here's the here's where the gospel comes in. We were all hearers of the word. You know? Um, yeah, we were all hearers of the word, and it's not until Christ came down and died for us that he showed us how to be doers and not just hearers. Yeah. And I think that when we and then um yes. Two episodes ago, we talked about how you apply to your life, which is able to save your souls. Mm. It's just like when you are a doer of the word, you apply the word to your life, which saves your soul. And like, as we mentioned last verse, we had a biblical um, example that said, then you should like go and now you shall live. And it's just like you get to experience life when you have Jesus because he's made you the doer of the word. Yeah. I don't know. And like the way it all like just links together, it's just like, but we cannot be doers of the word without Christ. Yeah. And it's because he died and came down, we can now be doers and not just hearers. And if you're still not convinced, turn to the book of Acts and just read the story of Paul. Woo! And we, I feel like we talk about Paul every week, but there's a good reason. Because Paul not only was an extremely faithful man, but he also was one of the most broken men recorded in scripture. Yeah. He, chief of sinners. He's the chief among sinners is what he calls himself. He, he's, he calls himself the least of the apostles. He does not deserve to be called an apostle because of the life he lived before he knew Christ. And a, what a lot of people don't remember about Paul when he was still referred to as Saul of Tarsus is Saul was a Pharisee. Saul was a guy who his entire life, his job was to know the word of God. When he was young, he went to Jewish school like all the other Jewish boys. He had to memorize the Hebrew Bible. He had, he at any point, theoretically, if he made it to the, the, to the office of Pharisee, he should have been able to rattle off any scripture from the Hebrew Bible on command. That's like, that was the level of his commitment to knowing the word of God. And yet he was persecuting Christians. He was, ha he was arresting, brutalizing, murdering people who claimed Christ because he was like, Hey, 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 I know the word. I know what it says. That Jesus guy, he is not the son of man from Daniel chapter 7. He is not the Messiah. He is not God. So it goes back to what we talked about last episode. Again, hopefully you listen to it. The deception, don't deceive yourself, James says. The deception is that you know. 
what you're doing. So Paul's like, I know, therefore I'm good. But he wasn't doing the word of God. He was hearing it, thinking he knows it, deceiving himself. And only after he had an experience with the risen Christ, which is documented in the book of Acts, after he met the risen Christ, like, like Michael just said, that's when he started doing, because then it clicked for him when he had an experience with the Christ, not just the empty words that the Pharisees made the word of God. Because the word of God is unchanging. The word of God is the word of God is the word of God. It's always been what it is right now, but how we read it is going to be how we do it. How we hear it is how we do it. So if we hear a broken gospel, we're going to live a broken gospel. If we hear legalism, we're going to do legalism. So Paul was a, a product of horrible mentorship. That's what happens when the shepherd leads his flock astray, is he has sheep who don't know what they're doing and they act like goats, right? And so that was Paul. He was like, I'm just doing what I'm pretty sure is right. But he had no clue. And only after he experienced Christ on the road and is blinded and all that, then he goes and does missionary journeys, plants a dozen churches, keeps up with them, trains Timothy, trains Silas, trains Mark, all these things. And it's like, oh, there's a big difference. Like Michael said, hearers and doers do not look the same. Like you, you when you interact with somebody, I, honestly, I can't remember if you said it last episode or this episode because we're recording these back to back. What? Uh, Michael brought up that he, there was a guy he knew in college and he was like, man, I want to be like that guy. And then once he spent time with him, he was like, oh, I don't want to be like that guy because yeah. he saw how we lived. So they don't look the same hearers and doers. And it, that's why discernment is so important, but that's a rant. I'm not going to go on. Look at me being disciplined and not going on rants. <laughs> if you jump back a few episodes, I, all I do is rant, but for, in the interest of time, um, we're going to put aside Matthew chapter 25 and move into like, okay, so what? Like, who cares? Um, if you're in the Redeemer Midland youth group, you hear me ask that question every single week. So what, why should we care? Why does this matter? On the podcast, we call it life application. Hey, down. So Michael, we understand, let's do a quick recap. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is a lot of information uh -huh. for 22 minutes so far. Yeah. It's a lot. So we understand that we need to be doers, not hearers. Mm -hmm. What makes a hearer mm -hmm. is number one, an abundance of distraction, a lack of preparation. That's what makes a hearer. And what makes a doer is somebody that perseveres through the distraction because of their preparation to the point of action. So at any point, you're ready for the action because you're prepared. That's what makes you a doer. How do we apply that? Like, how do we put that in, like, lay terms? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what Nick is pretty much saying, I'll just tie in the knot, is, like, be proactive in your faith. Yeah. Um, the reason why, um, I, don't, I don't know if I touched on this but I'm trying to think back like 10 minutes ago if I did. But the reason why we do memorize scripture is so that when we do like come up with, or when we, when we find ourselves in a situation that we're just like, the Bible says something about that quick, let me pull up my phone and try to find it, try to find it. Uh -huh. so, like if you already had that scripture memorized, you can be like, no, this is what the word of God says. Yeah. This is what it says. And you're like prepared because you've taken the time beforehand to memorize that, to write it on your hearts. And that's why we had that Proverbs in this episode. Um, but also when you're being proactive, you're in motion. So, um, I was talking to one of my best friends and she was telling me something that she was learning. It's just like, how do you know that you're like living with God's will? And it's just like, well, you know, God will present doors and opportunities and you move in that and you are constantly active and being disciplined and practicing 
the spiritual disciplines for the Christian life. That's a textbook that I think everyone should read. But um, I, it's funny I say that, but I've actually never read the book. <laughs> Call myself out. He had his quick. first experience with it today. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's amazing, it's though. So good. Um, but it's just like it is always easier to move and to guide something that's mm-hmm. already in motion than to move something yeah. that's not in motion. Yeah. And so it's just like if you look at the life of Paul, you know, he wanted to go to Asia. He wanted to go to all these different places. But, like, he would move, and then Paul, like, God would guide him where he really needed to go. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you're moving and preparing, like, Jesus is going to move you the way he wants you to go and prepare you for, you know, the bride to come back, the bridegroom to come. Yeah. And so, like, it was never in God's will for Paul to make it to Asia. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, like, but he was moving and he had all these intentions, but like where God needed him was in Rome so he can get under house arrest. So then he could write all these letters to the churches mm-hmm. and then it would eventually cost him his life. But like when we move and allow God to direct us in our life, we can just go so much farther and do so much more yeah. than we realize. When you were saying that, Michael, and you were talking about the doors. Yeah. Um, like something popped in my head. I don't know if it was me or the spirit. I don't know, but I'm going to say it. Do it. Don't like God doesn't want you to window shop, right? Mm. And what I mean by that is we, Michael and I talk a lot about doors that God's opening and how do we know if it's a door or a window, right? So a door obviously is something that you can walk through. A window is something you can look through. And sometimes it's really hard to tell if I'm supposed to be looking through this window and using my discernment or if God's trying to open a door and say, go in that door. Those are very different. It's really hard sometimes to figure out which one's which. So God doesn't, he doesn't want you to stand in the middle of a, you know, spiritual shopping mall, if you will, and just start pivoting and not, and just like turning around in a circle and going, okay, that, that, that looks pretty good. That looks through that window. Oh, that looks pretty good. Looks through that window. Man, I really wish I had a closer look at these. Oh, well, I'm just going to stand here and figure out where I should go. God's saying, no, no, no. Walk through the door and look around the store. Like, that's the only way to know. How, what I like, it's the only way for you to know what I want for you is for you to go where I tell you, go through the door I opened and look around and go, Oh, this looks very different than when I was looking through the window, mm-hmm. right? Don't just look through all the windows till you think you find what you want. Yeah. It's because like the walls around the door are hiding stuff that God wants you to see after you're already through the door. Yep. And it's always crazy because like for me in my life, you know, when I walk through a door, I don't, I, I never know if that was the door I was supposed to walk through. Yeah. Until I'm after already in the room looking back at the exit. And I'm just like, oh, that was a door. I just walked through that. Yep. Like, it's never like in the moment, like, oh, I'm walking through this door right now as we speak. But it's just like, oh, now I'm in different season. I'm looking back in the past season. I was like, wow, that was a door that God opened. Yeah. That God, like, guide me through. And it's just like, oh. Yeah. Because it's so, so good. Something I said to Michael yesterday. We were, I forget what we were talking about, but we were talking about doors and, you know, how yeah, do we, yeah. you know, I think we were talking about what your friend asked you about, like, how do you know? I think that's what we're talking about. Right, yeah. And something I said that I was like, oh, snap. Like, preached it to myself real quick. I was like, sometimes God is going to open a door that's at the end of a long hallway. And he's going to say, walk all the way down the hallway, be patient with me, praise me, and then go through the door. Other times, he's going to put you on a treadmill and say, stay on. All you got to do is stay on. And I'm going to put you right through that door. Stay on the moving sidewalk. It's like when you go to the airport and there's those sidewalks that are super fun where you can walk like 30 miles an hour because mm-hmm. you just just stand on it and it's going to take you exactly where he wants you to go. That's not always. Sometimes he says, no, 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 you got to walk to me, but both will happen. So, And that's like goes back to last episode, which hopefully you listened to when James or it wasn't James. It was the proverb we used when the proverbs talking about 
keep the law of Moses so that you don't turn to the right or to the left. Like what that proverb is saying is just stay on the moving sidewalk and God's going to take you where you need to go. Mm -hmm. Again, that won't always be the case, but when it is the case, keep his word, do his word. And he's going to take you where you need to go. Mm -hmm. If you trust him enough to not know what's on the other side, right? Which goes back into preparedness, prepare before you know what you're preparing for. Prepare before God shows it to you. Prepare in faith so that when it happens, you don't have to kickstart yourself and go, oh, crap, 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 go, you know? Yeah. And then when you prepare, you're actively, we, we discussed last episode that faith is an action. Mm. It's a verb. Yeah. And so when you prepare, you're actively preparing, you're actively practicing your faith. Yeah. It's like it takes faith to memorize scripture because you don't know why you need to memorize it sometimes, but like it takes faith to memorize scripture and read every day and pray every day and journal and fast and tithe. And it takes faith to do all this stuff because it's action. But when the time comes and it's put to the test, you will be able to like pass the test. Yeah. And if you're wondering, wow, that was a lot of words. How am I ever going to remember that? I'm going to give you an example that I hope will will feel a little more tangible if this felt like a lot. And we'll wrap it, it up with this example, yeah. Yeah, because it is a lot. But yeah. uh, like several episodes ago, I used the example of um, uh, Bloons Tower Defense, which was hilarious. Uh, and I'm going to use a, like a similar example now, like use like a game as an example. Like if you've ever played Mario Kart, if you've ever played Mario Kart, you know that at the beginning of the, like the round before the race, you have the opportunity to hold down your trigger in a certain way that like starts your engine. And so when the race starts, the people who held down the trigger like just the right way and prepared, if you will, they just take off and that you get a little extra boost at the beginning. But if you don't do that, when the race starts, you just have to pull your trigger really fast and hope you start, you can catch up with those people. But if you didn't prepare, you didn't hold down the trigger, as soon as the race starts, you're already behind. You're already behind everybody else who prepared. Like, and that's what this is like. When you don't prepare, once you get to the issue, if you're not already in motion, you're going to be behind and you're going to, mm -hmm. you're going to see the consequences of that. Yeah. So whatever, like whatever you think is going on next season of life, like for me, maybe I can prepare to be a husband or a good father. But like, if I spiritually prepare for that now, I can get a jump start into that in the future. But even if I never do become a husband or a father, I can be jump started into a spiritual father. Yeah. And just like really help someone out who is a father who needs to hear what I've prepared for. Exactly. And so it's just like when you prepare, you get a boost into the kingdom of God. Yeah. You just get a jump start. You get ahead. Right. Because you're a doer, not just a hearer. Yeah. And so when you're actively a doer and not actively a hearer, when you hear the word and then you do it, you yeah. just get so projected farther ahead than anyone else. Yeah. And then other people who are here see that and they're like, oh, I need to catch up. What are they doing? And then... And then they start. And so. here's the last thing I'll say. Yeah. Little kingdom secret for you. Little kingdom secret for you. The devil, Satan, right? He's a really good reactor. He's a really bad prepper. Like he's very good at reacting very quickly, adapting to wherever you're at, wherever your weakness is. He'll adapt real quick and attack you. But he's horrible at preparing. So if you come into a situation prepared with the gospel, prepared with the sword of the spirit, right? Prepared with spiritual discipline, and then he hits you with a problem, he he didn't prepare, so he doesn't know what to do with that, and you just take off. You just take off. He, can, he can't react fast enough 
to your preparation because obviously we know that the spirit that lives in us is greater than the devil. So he cannot react fast enough to preparation. But if you don't prep and you try and go tit for tat with the devil, you will lose if you're alone. If you don't have the spirit with you, you will lose. So hopefully that was helpful. That's the episode. We went a, a smidge over time, but we're doing pretty good with this whole timer thing. Honestly, yeah, that's awesome. We're, we're, pretty, we're doing pretty good. But yeah, we hope you heard some truth. Uh, we kind of rambled a little more than we thought. We talked about Matthew more than we thought, but it sounds like God had something to say. And we hope you heard it and you didn't just hear us. But we love you guys and we hope you liked this episode. Uh, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, you can email us, proverbsofparablespc at gmail.com. If you like what you're hearing and you want to hear more, uh, follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube if you if you want to hear some more of our stuff. Send it to a friend. Share yeah, this, share this absolutely. with somebody. We talked about last episode the importance of having a partner in your faith and and doing life, doing faith with someone else. So share this with somebody, a parent, family member, a friend that might benefit. Um, but we love you guys. Good yeah. talk. Good talk. Shalom. Shalom. Thank you for listening to Proverbs and Parables. If you were encouraged by today's episode. Make sure you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening from. If you want to connect with us, send us an email at proverbsandparablespc at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening, and we will catch you in the next episode.